So, Mike, Hello. did you enjoy the Corinache? Corinache. Corinache. The cor Corinache. Trying to make that happen. Is that is that a phrase people have used for? What were you cor calling it? Corinache Bob Bob. Um, <clears throat> what are they calling it? The Corinache. There's no way anyone's calling it the Corinache. Everyone's calling it the Corinache. Yeah, okay, I need to get with the program then. Um, you do? I, I, uh, I did watch a bit of it, actually. I didn't think I would, but then I was uh, playing video games and I had it on, on my phone just to see a bit <laughs> of the nonsense. I, I was doing commentary for it. I live-streamed commentary for it and oh, did live commentary. That sounds, oh, I might have to go back and watch that. Because you're Wait, quite a funny lad. I've always said that. I might, have, I might have to delete that one from the channel for some of the things that I came up with. Oh dear! I was, it was quite. It was fun. There was some good, good lines, good moments. It was a very, very, very boring way to spend three hours. But I hope I livened it up. That's it. I only watched. I think I watched. I think I watched like half an hour and then went out and got a coffee. Yeah. And the guy and the guy who uh, the, the the little coffee shop I went to, they were all watching it, and he was he was like, "I'm so glad to have an excuse to uh, <laughs> step away for two minutes. Thank you." <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. It, so yeah, it that's that's the that's the British. So, uh, here's a real thing to, that happened. Yes. Oh, that sorry, real me. real thing that happened during the coronation, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. The sacrificial child. They were to Prince Andrew, or do we? Oh, no, stop they it! Were, they were. All... <laughs> it's we funny because he's bad. Mm. Um, I like that he had like the full royal one, and then like you got Prince Harry who decided to live in America, and because of that he has to wear like a tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> That's the... Have you seen? Have you did you see all the like Fox pops of like people like oh I couldn't I couldn't couldn't stand Harry Prince people like the press asking like do you think Prince Andrew should be here? Well, he's always been very very respectful of the Queen, and and, and Harry's betrayed the family. It's and it's like she. Yeah. Gee whiz, what a strange standard is applied to these people. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. It was also let's see, I, I step out of the news quite a lot. I I've really backed away from it. Because <laughs> I know I got a really good bit of evidence of that, because that was the first time I've heard Rishi Sunak speak. I had <laughs> no idea he had a lisp. He's got quite a lisp on him, the fella. Mm. I didn't know that. I'd never heard him speak before. It was it was yeah, he just stood there. Yeah. Because of course he'd lost all his seats the day before. And hello, then he hello. Thing, yeah. That's solid. <laughs> I did that that's joke the... live and it was so good. I'm like, I'm gonna put that in somewhere that preserved. That's, that's solid. That's that's, that's in good the vault. right there. That's that's a good <laughs> He stood up because he lost all his seats. I think I just think at the podcast there, to be honest. I, think I mean that's... no, I was I, I just wanted to put that in a podcast because if I do end up taking that video down, it'll be uh that was that was the one bit of gold. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That was the one bit of gold. Three hours to dig through that. Yeah, I like that. There, I know. I got a good. Yeah, I got some. I got some zingers. Mm. And there was, of course, what happy with. Um, and then I just, I could, I kind of was doing a character for the first half. I was doing the ro my royal correspondent. What? Give um, us a little bit of your. your can't do it. It blew my voice out because I was doing a strained sort of posh voice, and it literally made my voice hurt, and I had to stop halfway through. Um, and I've got to not do that anymore because the doctor has a go at me if I blow my voice out and my throat bleeds and ugh, stupid doctors. Yeah. What do they know? Uh, but quite a lot. I will say, yeah, probably. Yeah. I will say, yes, that it was absolute fucking lunacy, and I couldn't stop laughing. It looked so. The, the thing, and I'm not the first person to say this, but like it, it was. It looked so cheap. Yeah, with the costuming. <laughs> It's like we are, we are a. We post, talked about this, didn't we? We are a post Game of Thrones world. Yeah, 
we have post Game of Thrones world. You've got to up your game, royal family. Like some of those clothes were so poorly fitted. And I assume it's because they are like this is a robe that has existed for five hundred years and was first yeah. blah 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 blah. But to get a tailor. Yeah, you know, put the effort in. Get it. Make some adjustments. It's I a mean, really pay, pay odd. Penny Mordaunt put more effort into her, her clothes, and everyone noticed. I, I look at it, and I know it costs like so much money, and I'm just I'm annoyed because I can't see them spending the money. You know what I mean? Two hundred and fifty million. That's you. You can get half a Fast and Furious for that. <laughs> and you know and what? If you only that's all half you need, Fast and Furious, yeah, that's the good bit. <laughs> But like, I just, I just don't, I just, I look at it and I'm like, if you're gonna sponge off this nation and basically reinforce via your very existence, a, you know, a very, very dodgy political situation and status quo that prizes birth over merit, yeah, then at least put on a nice, nice dress, you know what I mean? Yeah. Put the effort in. Put get a band in. in. Get a modern band. Oh, Give me a bit of something. In. There was a bit where they tried well, that to That was the one with um, Harry and Meghan's wedding. They actually had some good music, didn't they? I, I don't know. I think why, I think she insisted on having some good music. I don't, I don't pay attention to the royals. The point, one of the, my favourite things was, because I was making silly names up for everyone, the only people yeah. I could pick out were politicians in the crowd. Like, nobody else I knew the fucking faces of. I, I didn't know it, and it, it really worked in my favour, not knowing anybody who they were. Mm. Um, because I was, I could pick out like, I'm like, oh, this, but, but I don't know anything about the prince. There's, there's Harry, Andrew, and there's another one I, don't, I never remember. And then there's probably more princes. I don't, I don't pay attention. We know William I, and Harry. Come on, man. I, I, you know about I know, William and Harry. No, see, I know that there's Meghan Markle, and she mm. isn't as white as the driven snow, so the Daily Mail could be racist to her. Yeah. And she was like, we're, we're out. <laughs> yes. Uh, and well, they made was... a mutual decision as a couple. Yes, I think that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then they hate her even more now because she's destroyed the monarchy or something. Even though something the monarchy like looked pretty solid. I mean, no, it didn't because it was like a four hundred year old man wearing a silly hat. Um, but there's a. I just so she wasn't there. I she was the only one I was looking out for, and she wasn't there. But then I thought, oh, maybe I don't know what she looks like, so I didn't mention it, and I wish I had. <laughs> But she wasn't afterwards. But I don't know. It's William. He's the one who is. Which was the one who dressed as a Nazi? That was Harry. That was Harry. Okay, Harry's the Harry. one who dressed as a Nazi. William. We all forgot who... about that. We all, we don't talk about that anymore. Again, I only know the bits that are actual news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything about. Yeah. It's 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 just all I know is that at the start of it, I had to play the German national anthem. To, as the intro to the stream, and then from there we just make it up. Yeah. It's it just, I just, yeah, it, it's just uninteresting. They're un, uninteresting. I like find the reaction to it interesting. I find what it says about our society interesting. Like I find the the culture around it interesting. Yeah, because there was there was either <laughs> there was two there was only two moods. Nobody was indifferent. I don't think anyone was. I think there was sort of like. There were people who were watching it because they like the royal family and they like, you know, the pomp and the pageantry and the, and yeah. you know. And there's Shakespeare a lot of people. The there's a lot of people who fall into that. I'm literally sat opposite day two of a um, coronation party 
Yep, same. Oh, yep. Same. <laughs> can hear it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you people doing? Um, and then and then there's people who uh, go, what is the fucking point of this? This money could be spent on anything. It's 4.2 million starving children in this country who also watched it because they, you know, once every 70 years, isn't it? Well, it's another one, about 10 or so, but, you know, it's been 70 years since I the think last you'll one. Get, I think there'll be another one shortly, to be honest. It's not going to be... <laughs> I, I mean, they're making him wear a very heavy hat. That can't be good for him. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, he's like he's in his seventies, right, Charles? He's seventy-four, I think. He yeah. said Hugh Edwards, lovely Hugh Edwards, on the subtitles. The subtitles were a bit wrong. There was quite a few subtitles where it was, I was like, "Oh, there's one part." They were like, "Yeah, they, we should kill this person." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Thanks, <laughs> subtitles. Um, yeah, they're doing it live, aren't they? They are, which is or also silently odd. protesting. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there wasn't a lot of silent protesting. There was a lot of very loud protesting and people getting arrested for pre-protesting. And I thought, I'm going to stay at home and protest and by doing mm. a silly voice and then laughing at the stupidness of it all. But mm. I did get... I got generally annoyed at the, during the magic trick. Um, a magic this, trick? Well, there's his chair. He's got that big chair which faces away from everybody mm. because he's cool and he's the king and he gets to sit in the big chair. And then they put these, like... Barriers oh, the where they put it? the barriers around, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought he was going to be in the chair, and it was going to be like the reveal. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like it's someone not. else or something. No, it was yeah, it weren't it weren't even that. It was just they just took, put the barriers on, they took away, and I don't know what happened. The subtitles. It's a power the play. It's they put I think behind the barrier. There's like they put some oil on his head. Like oh well, like a bat, like an anointing or a baptism y kind of thing. Now it depends which head if you actually need to censor that or not. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I if think he put it's... it on his King Richard, then you definitely yeah. have to censor that. No, yeah. I, I, I think not. But I think it's power, isn't it? It's I'm going to make you watch a screen because that's how powerful I am. I it's it's just it's all it's it was very weird. I don't know if you were listening and if the subtitles like t you could hear you could see what they were saying. Yeah, uh, in the ceremony and stuff, but it's a very weird kind of attempt to modernize. Uh, basically, yeah. like a, a series of speeches of "Do not fuck with this guy," yeah, commoners, and clearly they've gone through and tried to edit it a bit because it has been seventy years. So it was, it was. <laughs> there's a lot of bits where it was like, you, you know, and and he is the greatest and best and strongest big boy in the whole world, and you know, I could take uh, him in a fight. And, and, you know, the Christian God must be celebrated and other religions are fine too. And, yeah, there, there <laughs> you know, was a lots little of bit of like other that. religions are available. I thought that was just because it was on the BBC. They can't no, just that was like, advertise the, one. That was, in the, that was in the speeches. Like, there was definitely, like, yeah. a, I did an notice. attempt to kind of add a veneer of modernity to something that is just aggressively not a diverse or... Uh, well, he met, he met with the religious leaders at the end on the way out. In a break from tradition, <laughs> he kind of went yeah. up and nodded briefly at some people. And... I'm sure they were very, very, very proud and flattered by that. No, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's, uh, there's a hypocrisy to it, right? That, like, this whole thing yeah. exists to say that this guy is special and he's special because God made him, God gave, made his mother give birth to him, basically. Yeah. And then to say, but, you know, it's all, you know, it's all very cool and we're all kind of special in our own ways, right? Is a very odd kind of subtext <laughs> to then try and apply to, to something like that. It's, uh, 
don't don't give me don't give me uh takeaway food and tell me it's gourmet you know what i mean like don't don't try and bullshit me and don't don't go look how glamorous the king is as he's riding a carriage through (laughs) reams of horse shit so much that carriage must stink like horse shit oh i bet it's got air conditioning they made a big deal about it having air conditioning and the sod had the window open But, it, but what what is more kingly than to have air conditioning and an open window, though? What is, think, what is a greater celebration of the power he wields than, uh, than I just that? think that's someone who doesn't understand technology. I, I don't I, think... I mean, he's 74, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I, you know what I'd like to do, right? If he's supposed to be this so big and powerful... Okay, thing, don't commit treason by what you're about to say. I'm not good at it, right? Tekken tournament. Let's put him yeah. in a Tekken tournament. Or StarCraft, right? Okay. I've never played the new Starcrafts. Me versus him one on one. Let's just see. See if God's on his side. You mm. know? <laughs> so like a, a duel. Like a modern yeah. duel, basically. Modern yeah. duel. It's a modern king, a modern duel. Let's see. It was a modern god. It was it felt like watching a uh, just like a school play. Mm. It had that energy of just sort it of is, like isn't it? It's I think because I've not been I've not really I guess for me church is just I mean, most of the weddings I've been to haven't even been in a church. Like, probably yeah. churches for me something I do really only associate with being very, very young. Yeah. So it is very much the yeah, like I say a school assembly kind of thing. Um, I I really hate religious funerals. I genuinely, I've I've been to some recently, and I'm just like, oh, this is just it's an advert. It's like here's what you could have won if you were fucking Catholic. Oh yeah, oh they're off to eternal <laughs> bliss and heaven and stuff, and you could be too. I'm just saying. And oh, I've just... been to I've been to some good religious view, but I think it's 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 if the if the person if the person who's died was like a believer, yeah, I think it's great. I think that's what they would have wanted, right? So that's fair. Yeah, I suppose I don't begrudge him that. I don't. I don't. I just you don't do. like sitting around for <laughs> two hours with ADHD with nothing to do. That's fair. definitely it's give difficult. you like coloring book or something as you go in. <laughs> I'm coloring Jesus in brown, and they throw me out the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh this no. podcast this podcast is gonna get us both in trouble someday that is... oh another good another another joke i enjoyed was i said that the last you know 70 years ago usually it, uh, you put this stuff three hours in so no one hears that i'm just saying like you're, you're you're putting up front this episode carry on i don't think there's many monarchists worry less what they're called that listen to us and I, I said that the last um 70 years ago mm. was the last coronation and it was aired in black and white and this time it's aired in colour, <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to tell that from the crowd. I see. I would. I would. I would have gone pithy. Yeah. It's the seventy years ago is in black and white, and now in the modern day, it's just in white. Um, <laughs> oh yes, yes. There you go. Oh, how that's your second edit. Well that's your second edit. There you go. That's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's very noticeable, wasn't it? Very white, very old. I think. I think you wrote mm. like you. I wrote the stand-up comedy version of it, and you wrote wrote the screenplay version of it. Okay. I think I'll mine had the, the stand-up comedy bounce to it. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I mean, you know, that's the you know. I'm just just going to criticise your writing on your stupid, well, obviously Tron game as well. You know, computers can't talk, Mike. What are you chatting about? <laughs> computers can't talk. <laughs> I would. I just have liked one review to have said it. You know what I mean? Like, challenge me on that. Challenge me on that. Sorry, but uh, this is nothing like not ChatGPT. Yeah, exactly. How computers actually work? Because of course they can't talk. Hey, um, how good it been though if every character you talk to and fucking try <laughs> identity if they go 
Okay, well, I see what you're getting at here, but I can't help you directly with it. However, here's some information. And just like, yeah. there's always that little bit there. Oh, this this looks like it's getting a bit too dark. Let's uh, let's not go any more depressing with it. <laughs> it's just, I, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was the, that was the one of two things I watched where people drove down the big road outside Buckingham Palace, and the other was much more fun. What was the other one, Dan? The other one was Fast and Furious Nine. I can't remember what this one was called. Uh, F Nine. I think it's just F Nine. So, yeah. What was your take? His dad's still alive. Okay. His dad's definitely still alive and is definitely the main villain of the entire franchise. That would be pretty subversive. Do you know if his dad's still alive, he would be, he'll come back and save the day, won't he? No, he's got to go against Ultimate Family, his dad. It's all I been I think building. you may have misunderstood the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's my, thi- here's my, here's my thing for it, right? You know, Fast and Furious is about how awful family can be. Yeah, It's no, about family... Yeah, but it's it got to be. A, it's about fat, but it's about how family is something you earn. I think oh, it's, it's like a found family kind of thing. Yeah, you're yeah. I mean, because you know he's found family, and <coughs> his actual family seems to go with. Um, I mean, because... he's found family so well that he's turned some enemies into family in Furnace. Who was right? What happened to his dad? Uh, in, the, in, in, the, in this version of the story. <laughs> This, before, it's changed a few times. It's changed a few times. I mean, even the thing I went back and checked, he beat him with a pipe wrench. He beat that guy with a pipe wrench. He uh in when he first said that, I think he said it was a socket wrench. I saw someone on the internet point out that um there's been several times in these previous movies where he said to Brian, I've never had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, kind I of mean, tracks. Like he might was just, dead, just... you know. Yeah, you get away with a lot. <laughs> well, right, so he died in a big fireball car crash, big fireball, right? Yeah. How did Han die? Uh, fire crash, big fire, big uh, fireball. Fire crash, yep, fire crash. No, fire crash. first time. The yes, stands for fire. He got stathamed. He got he got stathamed, right? Yeah. You know, this was a big fireball crash. What did Mr. Nobody say after pulling Han from the wreckage? He said, it's not my finest work. Surely that means oh, his finest work. You think de-aged was, Kurt was might have, pulling uh, his dad. Some, someone's put a call into Disney to get the de-aged Kurt Russell mesh. Yes. And they're gonna... Huh. Okay. Okay, yeah, I could see that as foreshadowing. And that's going to be the d- the big final everything's been pointing towards this. Oh my god, it's my dad. Because this is also the point where they definitely are working now towards the end game. Like, a nine yeah. was the point where they announced it's, you know, there's going to be ten, ten films, but the, sec- the last one is split in half, so actually that's eleven. Yeah. Um, so that could well be foreshadowing. You might have spotted something there. You may you may have actually had a successful foreshadowing prediction <laughs> for a movie neither of us have seen. Um, I respect that. Yeah, that's my pitch. Dad's still alive. That's a Mr. Solid Nobody pitch. saved him for some reason. He knew that that thing was... Because he said nobody knew that that thing was going to randomly explode and kill him. He did. It was an accident. It was planned. He wanted them to fight. He hates his kids for some reason. I don't know. He has to do a thing. Crime. Oh, oh, no, I've got it. I've got it. Go for it. Son, 
the thing that makes us stronger is combat. It's it's fighting people. It's not oh, being shit. connected. It's being a lone gunman, a person who plays by their own rules. That's what I needed for you. I could tell you were too close, too supportive of each other. You were weak, son. No, Dad. We were strong. We were family. And then, and then end. Dramatic music. Big action fight. scene. John Cena, Vin Diesel, yeah, Lady versus the Dad. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it, can't you? Shit, you're right. And it's <laughs> it's a drag race as well. But like the Absolutely. other the other two, like Vin's there, and his dad's about to kill him, and the other two are. A certain number of miles. Is it one mile, quarter mile away? <laughs> <laughs> so they have to drag race to him. He's invented a gun that instantly yes. kills you and all of your genetic line, but it takes 10 seconds yes. to fire. So he needs a faster than 10 <laughs> seconds car. Oh, it's perfect. There is a, there's an even better fan theory going around do you want to know the fan theory i mean Which yeah i don't think that was happen. even better implies that that one actually had some merit that no i think no I, yeah. no I think i genuinely think you're right about the dad the um <laughs> no the fan theory is that they've introduced all these these actors to play young them and i think that they've been announced that those young actors are in the next movie there's a theory that we're doing time travel because what else can you do in a car that you've not already done at this point oh my god yes we're gonna go. We're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna invent a time machine and travel back and and save the dad. That's the theory. I have some questions about Yo. the younger actors. Do it. Um, why did Vin Diesel lose height? <laughs> from his. <laughs> You're. You've got to remember. You've got to remember a couple younger. of prescient facts here, Dad. Vin Diesel. John Cena grew about eight feet. <laughs> Vin, Vin Diesel will. Vin Diesel was in, was likely had sign off on who would play young him, and yeah. Vin Diesel thinks Vin Diesel is about eight foot tall. <laughs> have you? Was, have you? Can I just? Are you? You're in front of your computer. Just do me a quick image search for the Fast and Furious video game 3D model of Vin Diesel. Okay, Fast Furious Vin Diesel. Uh, like, I don't know, the game art or the character art or something. Yeah, I'm going to search for the thing. And just maybe bring up a video of it or an image. Uh, That's how Vin Diesel sees himself. <laughs> oh my god, it's literally finding nothing. Do these games exist? I'm going to find it for you now. Um, there's, there's video, these videos are amazing. Because it's an, a weird crossover. The oh, video yeah, game no, stars um, Michael Burnham from uh, Discovery. What does it? Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what he's casting for. <laughs> Why is he wider than he is tall? <laughs> I mean, he's very tall, but he's also ridiculously wide. It's it's just as someone. He, he looks like someone's trying to smuggle several mattresses in a sweater. <laughs> it's ridiculous because I I you know. Obviously, I've worked on some games with actor likenesses in them, and it's always an interesting back and forth. And you can tell a lot about the actor from the requests that come in. Um, and oh. you can tell a lot from looking at that model of Vin Diesel exactly what he wants. Uh, yeah. Accentuated and not accentuated, etc. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful... It's beautiful. Yeah, he, he is... He... It must have been all the driving he did has compressed his spine or something. And I, I did notice he's got a very scene... hard to turn steering wheel. That's what's happened. 
in the final scene with his with his kid, he's wearing shoes with the fucking biggest fucking sole on them. I know, I saw that as well. And I'm like, God well. damn, he's got to wear shoes that big to be bigger than that child. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love uh, to know what Vin Diesel's like. I've never. He, he's he's an inter- he's an interesting character. I cannot work it out. Because in, right, this film was really interesting because Vin Diesel played it like a fucking funeral. There were no jokes from Vin Diesel. There was no levity. It was such a heavy, serious film mm. for one character. Oh, two. John Cena as well was playing it like it was a you know death march. And Which is characters... a weird misuse of his skill set. Like, yeah, he's he, a hilarious he did... comic actor. I don't know yeah. if this is just before... This might be before he was best known for playing goofier characters, maybe? No, he's a maybe? wrestler, for fuck's sake. He's, they live, his living was playing goofy characters and being all... That's true, and his, perso- and his persona and was goofy, right? On, yeah. On... I mean, no, he was, his, his thing was like, I'm really aggressive, and then he, was, he became basically like a guy playing with all the cheats on, was his character. He was yeah. like, I win everything, and I've got... I'm super senior and I do the things and the kids love it and can you explain yeah. actually can you explain the invisible thing to me because I've seen that reference and I don't get it did he do a thing on stage where he would pretend he was invisible or no he would wave his hand in front of his face and say you can't see me that was his taunt and the internet decided one day to start taking that literally okay so he meant like you know Dance like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah, but you're it, you're all like yeah. it's a reference to something. It must be a reference to something else. You can't like, see me, as in I'm moving so fast. I'm yeah. I'm so deadly. And the okay, so he didn't. He wasn't no. doing a bit there. That was people putting the bit on it. Okay. Yeah. I totally misinterpreted that. Yeah, that's that's his thing. Because yeah, his character was like, I'm the ultimate good guy. <clears throat> it's a kids show. Kids need an ultimate good guy who's great at everything because nobody wants their good guy to go through any sort of stakes. My favourite John Cena match was SummerSlam against Brock Lesnar, where for about 10 minutes, Brock Lesnar just kills him and then pins him and wins. And it was just such a shocking moment of, holy shit, he pinned Super Cena. But he, like, just obliterated. And then they did another one where he wins or something, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But that's wrestling for you. Um, but I think, yeah, it's it was weird to see him playing it. Remember when Lenny Henry was playing a serious character in Doctor Who? And you're like, why are you doing this? Why have you cast Lenny Henry, who has previously acted in silly sketches of Doctor Who, who's a great, he's a comedic genius, to play this very serious no joke character? Maybe there were jokes. I don't know. Chris Chibnall's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, it, just baffled. The two of them just playing absolutely serious. Meanwhile, they're going to space. The others are going yep. to space. They're doing. Whatever They're in the Fast physics. and Furious. They're we, in the Fast and Furious. Yeah. Movie, yeah. And these two were in like some sort of like sort of. They could have been in the coronation and I wouldn't notice. Just, <laughs> they're all <laughs> just very po faced and serious. And yes, this is a thing. And oh. I do like though that everybody they come across seems to own a militia. Just every single. It's quite a yeah. few people. They own these like militias that come out of nowhere and then go nowhere. And yeah. It was. It's an interesting film. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'll be honest, I couldn't stop laughing for the entire back half. Because it was so ludicrous, it broke something inside of me. Um, and I liked that. <laughs> it got <laughs> so dumb, I didn't even know if it was smart or dumb-dumb anymore. 
It was it transcended. Dumb, yeah. I I really dumb. This is the one that I've had the biggest turnaround on because I've not. I only watch. I watched it when it came out. I didn't actually even own it because I think it was. It came out in that kind of rent it for twenty quid stage of the pandemic. Yeah. So I think I rented it for twenty quid and then obviously didn't keep it. So I had to pick it up again to to watch it for this. And so I have literally, I'd literally only seen it once. And I remember being really disappointed in it. And I think, I think it is that tone stuff you're talking about. But then when I watched it again, because I went in with those lowest ex- expectations, I think it might be my favorite of, of at least in the top three. Yeah. I'd like, it's it really well. fun. It was really fun. Fast and Furious definitely has Star Trek syndrome with one, three, five, seven, nine being good. And Interesting, two, yeah. four, six, and eight being shit. But it's well for 10. <laughs> we're gonna have the time of our lives <laughs> you know what we should do we need to we need to meet in person to go see that movie oh um, my god we do come visit I, <laughs> we will talk you. after about where you are and, and... i'll send you i'll send you could you do did you ever do orienteering you're gonna need some of that it'll be fun <laughs> should, yeah oh that'll be mm. fun but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's I think it's a really surprisingly like yeah, just it's very entertaining. I think it knows what it is, and I love seeing the Tokyo Drift Boys back. Especially oh, yeah. as I'm a big fan of um have you watched Warrior? No. I think you said Wario for a second then. I'm like there's a t- a really serious HBO like Warrior. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's so <laughs> is it Warrior or Warriors? It's Warrior, I think. So it's it's Warriors real, is the old Come out and play. Yay. This is no. This is this is this is Warrior, which is Warrior. genuinely fucking great. And and um, Jason Tobin's in it, who's the uh, the friend from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Um. And it's it's a it's a it's it, he's not the lead. He's kind of the best friend. But it's basically it's Bruce Lee's um, mm-hmm. show that Bruce Lee spent his whole career trying to get made, which was which is basically a San Francisco. Um, Chinese gang movie, yeah. gang TV show, basically, and it's Westworld with it's not Westworld, sorry, <laughs> Deadwood. It's Deadwood oh, with okay. amazing fight choreography, basically. It's yeah. Deadwood, but every episode there's a couple of amazingly choreographed fight scenes. It's genuinely great. Um, you need to watch that. I think you'd love that show. And uh, Andrew Koji, who's the lead in it, is just like he is he's i'll tell you who he is he's the dad in bullet train ah, okay. playing but he's playing like the coolest most charming guy to ever be born in that yeah. show uh it's well you watch it and you're like okay so this guy i wonder who he's gonna play in the marvel universe basically it was like the main thought i had watching it like it's just he's got that kind of charisma and can also handle himself and so anyway Anyway, that so that was cool to see to see the the Tokyo Drift guys back. Yeah, doing some drifting, doing mm. some rocketry that they're good at now. He's learned to be a pilot. Sure, just want to yeah. just want to point out. Yeah, like he's his about dad. twenty two in that film. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be about twenty two. Yeah, I mean, but didn't we look this up last time? And he is actually a lot younger than you think he is. I think he's like forty or something now. But like, <sighs> gonna have to look this up. 
this is the thing. I know he's done this before. Because he was a teenager before. in Tokyo Drift, which is only like two or three years canonically before this film. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, yeah, you're not. So I'm just yeah, I'm fair doing, enough. Matt, you're doing the you're doing the doing, time right? trunk. You're time. You're truncating the time. I'm like just a professional counter of time, it's like a calendar, like a fucking calendar. Eighty-two. So he's he's uh, he's eighty-two. Fucking Shush. hell. So he's so that yeah, would make him forty then. So he's. And you're right because canonically, yes, there's only been two or three years since. <laughs> Life in Japan is hard, and it shows on his face. But uh, it was it was one it was great great seeing back. He's a wonderful character. Um, a character vanished. Can you say who was not in this film? Who was in the last film? Uh, Dale the Rock and Stafe, obviously. Obviously, oh, no, Stafe I meant, in like, it. the last Fast and Furious, but yeah. The rocks, the rocks gone. Rocks Who gone. Else? There was a, a, le- a main character of the last Fast and Furious film was not in this film. I don't even think they were mentioned. You're gonna have to tell me. <laughs> no, I kind of want you to work it out. <laughs> Who's the main? There was a, there was a lead a main, character in a the film. It was the first film they were in. As a clue, Fast Eight was the first film they were in. Fast Eight. Fate of the Furious. What the fuck it was called? Fate of the Furious. Let me have a look. I'm, have to, I'm genuinely on IMDb. I'm gonna have to look this up. I mean, I don't know the character's name, but I knew their role. I'm gonna have to look this up. Who am I forgetting? <laughs> Who am I? Oh, Scott Eastwood. Yeah, replacement Brian. Replacement by Brian didn't play it. Didn't uh, didn't play didn't it that well. No, yeah. didn't turn up again. Yeah. And also, no word on what happened to Mister Nobody. Is he alive? Is he dead? We'll just uh, gloss over that. He's back when they want to have him yeah. back for one of the last movies. He'll be fine. Um. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It was a great <laughs> film. The opening. Yeah, uh, where they broke into a country illegally, looted through some stuff, and then were chased by the army. Um, I honestly thought was the best sequence so far in all the franchise uh, because a it's literally just caused the movie. Yeah, complete with just fucking all the mental bullshit you expect from that. But it had so many bits where I was like, "That's just the landmine stuff was yeah. great. That's such a fun set piece." With the just, with the vehicle landing on Roman, yeah, just a, yeah. a really comic death that you're like, I, I don't know this tone of this film well enough yet. To I also I fucking love that that subplot they have that he's he <laughs> thinks that they're immortal because the brilliance of this franchise is you don't know at that point if that's going to be the thing if they're actually going to go there because yeah. you've just seen you've just seen uh, an immortal Hobbs character, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. <laughs> I was watching this, I was like, they're not going to make them all actual superheroes, are they? <laughs> because I genuinely could have seen that coming. Um, and, then, yeah. and then obviously just making a joke of it. It was really, I, yeah, really fun, great, several great set pieces. I think probably the highest number of good set pieces in the yeah. in the franchise history. Just a, I don't think there was yeah. any misses. No, really I'd go further and say they were all hits. Yeah, no, good I was shit. really impressed by it. I loved it. Um, the, yeah, the, so it's the, the the two bits in that Just Cause one, with the three bits that I loved, mm. going over the bridge. Oh no, the bridge has collapsed. The car's fallen off the screen. Two, three, four. Just driving up. <laughs> no sense. It, what is this? A fucking plane? 
Like, yeah. does it amazing? That made me literally cheer because I knew that was coming and I was so excited that it was going to be there. Yeah. That was great. Fucking John Cena getting picked up by a fucking fighter bomber drone thing. Great. So stupid. Also, so great. And also the Spider Man swing, Tarzan, whatever the fuck it was, to crashing car flipping 400 times. Bridge rope bullshit. Great stuff. What a wonderful scene. So oh, yeah, much fun. So. so much fun. And then, okay, so, Mike, I have a question. Actually, I have an important question for you. As you type. Sorry. You, you can't look up the answers to the question. I'm being very subtle right? right now. No, I just got a text I'm referring to. <laughs> oh, shit, man, I've dropped a TV remote. Oh, it's all going wrong here. <laughs> um. <laughs> Maybe somebody uh, downstairs activated a magnet. Well, that was my, that's my question for you, Mike, is uh, yeah. magnets, how do they work? That's a really good question, Dan. <laughs> um, so the way magnets work is um, they, uh, they, they, they pull things, don't they, together? Yes. Yeah. They pull... This has been science with Mike. Yeah. Wanted things together. Metals, metals. Metal. not always. Not all metals, not all metals. Not, not all metals. No, but, but, but many, many metals, yes. Many metals. Uh, they can pull a car through a building. Yep. But they cannot pull a laptop if a lady has a hand on it. Yep, or a belt buckle. Or a belt buckle. <laughs> or and, uh, this, But the thing is, mate, you've got to remember in the Fast and Furious franchise, like, mobile phones are still clamshells, so they wouldn't be pulled by magnets. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a whole... yeah. It's science, isn't it? Glorious. It was truly the dumbest thing. We let go of physics quite a few movies ago at this point. And I, I think that's I, fine. I, yeah, but they're sort of now outside singing songs at three in the morning while drunk to physics' window. <laughs> <laughs> it's like It's like they're try, they're Watch like trying to cozy up to physics. Yeah. But they're not physics isn't interested. I'll treat you right, physics. I made some mistakes in the past, but... <laughs> Look, I brought some of these electromagnets. Fuck knows how we're powering them in a car, but, yeah. you know, here we go. That was my... That was my. I was literally going there going, how are you powering these magnets? And then I see them, like, flip that truck over and it slides for, like, three miles. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Why did that truck just not stop sliding? Science. Oh, of course, science. I forgot about the science of it all. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair there's... enough. <laughs> why didn't they Why didn't they go and check on Gal Gadot? She's she's probably fine. No. She only fell like like 3 feet. On a car <laughs> that mathematically couldn't have been going more than like 7 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, stupidest fuck. It was so much stupid shit in that film. Okay, we have to talk about the big one. They went to space, which was just Amazing. when I saw when I saw fucking what is his name? Is he Sean? Isn't it? Is he Sean from Three? Sean from Three. Or is he? What's the character's name? He's oh, Lucas, um, isn't he? The character's Lucas. Lucas, Lucas yeah, yeah. Black. Yes. It's a cool name, but that's the actor's name, not the, the twenty-two-year-old. Yes. Yeah. When I saw you had big rockets, I I sent you a video going, "Why can they go into space?" <laughs> Which I was very uh, happy with when they did, in fact, go to space, and somehow, somehow 
managed to sync orbits with a satellite and then the International Space Station. Because I'm going to say this now, right? Yes. Unless the satellite was next to the International Space Station, you're probably not going to be able to change your orbit to match the International Space Station where you apparently don't have enough fuel to get home. Where to get home, you just point it down fire, didn't you? Just point it down fire. Also, bigger question, how did the steering wheel work in space? Why was it steerable with just a steering wheel? <laughs> I understand, right, that the laws of physics were being ignored, but are we just ignoring the fact that there's a third dimension at this point? I think we are. That would, If up and down doesn't exist in the Fast and Furious universe... <laughs> that would explain... Right, no, shit! That would explain so much, right? The concept yeah. of up and down don't exist. Because then if you flip the truck over, it's not going to stop. It's going to just keep sliding. It's not being pressed into the concrete and digging its metal solid edge into the... It's just going to keep going. You can jump off of something, and instead of landing on a floor, after like a really big fall, you can land about three feet up on the roof of a car, a <laughs> of a car, and survive, because there's no up and down. Mike, does up and down not exist in the... <laughs> Mike, up and down doesn't exist. Up and down... Might exist. Oh, then I tell, I tell you who the final bad guy is going to be. It's going to be a wrestler. And it'll be Xavier Woods. Because he has a YouTube channel called Up, Up, Down, Down. And that is clearly... Clearly the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, the same. Xavier Woods would, would play a really good version of their dad. Anyway, um, yeah, up and down doesn't exist, Mike. You know how like you program games to not have jumping, right? You you know like you yeah. can program games to have jumping. Like you just say like if spacebar is pressed equals jump, you know, like they do. Yeah, uh, and you you don't do that. Um, I choose not to. No. Yeah. Uh, like it's my vision. It's your artist. yeah. So yeah. like. Could does that mean that you would be happy to do like a Fast and Furious game because you wouldn't have to? <laughs> Mike, paint me a picture. What does yeah. a Bithel Games Fast and Furious game look like? <laughs> I mean, a Bithel Games Fast and Furious game is probably a bloody match three, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know how you'd do a Fast and Furious game because it you other than doing like. No, I, don't, I genuinely don't know how you do a Fast and Furious game because the concepts of it are so ridiculous. Oh my god, I've just realised something. Have I played a Fast and Furious game? You probably have. You probably played the Fast and Furious game, the Vin Diesel one. There's, there's several. There's oh my a few, god, I think. I played Fast and Furious Showdown nine years ago. <laughs> I've not even seen that one. Oh my god, it's got the fucking car from Five, the little speedy flippy ovary car. Oh my god, I drove that car and I have no recollection. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've dragged a safe around on the roof. <laughs> Mike, Mike, I saw the fifth film. You've played, Mike, you've I've, lived it. You've lived I've lived the it. Is there is there a nerd cubed video of this? Yeah, I'm literally that's what I'm watching. I'm now. on it now. I'm on it now. This is amazing. <laughs> I didn't oh. know I did this. I want to hit. Oh, baby down voice. Hello. Oh no, you don't hear baby down voice. Oh, it's beautiful.
Oh dear. Yeah, that is you. That is you experiencing the exciting <laughs> world of Fast and Crew. Wow, those graphics. Yeah, nine years ago. Doesn't nine that years ago, that was not... that jet. Like, I, this is an often overused term, but this genuinely looks like a PlayStation One game. It it genuinely does not. This is an early PS3 game. It looks like Mike. Don't be that guy. Don't be. Uh, they uh, they infuriate me. Maybe PS2. PS2. No, I'll give, you, I'll give you a PS2 game. Yeah, no, this maybe is this PS2. is like. No, I, I trust me. No one, no one has received more of those criticisms than the guy who made the rectangle <laughs> game. Don't you worry about that. Like... Oh that was, man, yeah. You, you look like you're having a good time though. I always thought I'm having a good time. It's my job, isn't it? I guess that's, yeah, that's safe. I did have a fucking clue what was going on. Got to get those subscribers, haven't you? Got to get those clicks. Got to get those subbies. Keep it, keep it happy. Subaroos. Keep it happy. This is a sub- one and a half more people have watched this video than will ever listen to this podcast, Dan. <laughs> this is this is your legacy. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, it's funny. Oh, this it's is... great though. Oh, the comments are glorious. In fact, the top comment is me, and it says "Fast and Furious: The Method in Which You Will Uninstall This Game." <laughs> oh, sharp. This game, yeah. So this is a ten-year-old game. And it looks... Yeah, that does not look... Ten years ago, like... It yeah. looks like a mobile port. It That's really... It, it's it got really, that mobile port. It does have energy. that look. Maybe it was. Maybe there was a mobile game. Or at least, like, an asset reuse of stuff from a mobile game, potentially. Yeah. Because I used to do... I used to do all of these... The stupid, um... Playing shitty games videos. But, like, it's it's not fun anymore. You just have to find them. And you just open up Steam and just close your eyes and pick one. It just it, I lost the luster of being like, look at look. Well, I it's also I assume as well. It's not fun if it's if it's something that's just like cheap and cheerful, like an asset yeah. flip or something. That's not that's not fun. I assume the fun was like, no, this is something that's had some money spent on it. And, yeah, grown ups uh, made this. Yeah, and they thought it was good enough to release. I do want to make, make a game where you just drive around, just like flipping vehicles into the into the air. Though that does look genuinely it's quite called charming. Just Cause. We have that game; it exists. <laughs> All Saints Row, the new Saints Row DLC comes out um, tomorrow. Two days how time. Was, how was the most recent Saints Row? I never played that one. Controversial opinion: I fucking loved it. I okay. thought it was really fun because it was. I exactly generally what agree I with your opinion of open world games in particular. Like I tend to. Yeah, if you're into it, that's a good sign, I would say. Mm. It was um, a great cast of characters. It Janky as fuck, but the new patch notes legitimately are amazing. I have never seen patch notes of that length. I think those patch notes are longer than, like, terms and conditions of Facebook. Like, it's that length of things they're fixing in this patch. So if you have uh, Saints Row, you're like, oh, that's buggy. Feel free to go back to it in a couple of days. Uh, okay. They're redoing combat from scratch, apparently, or something ludicrous. Like, but I had a I had a really good time because it felt like a PS2 game. It had the PS2 slash PS3 energy of a Saints Row game. Because my favorite of the bunch is Saints Row 2. Three was alright, four was not good. Uh, and then there was another one that I, we don't talk of. Um, but it had that sort of really chaotic energy, but with modern characters. So people were like, ah, it's woke because the characters all have jobs. But all, all the different gangs, you all, all your, like, the people you, you live with, because you can't afford anything else, um, they all work for one of the other gang members. And so you all sort of get thrown out of the gangs at the same time, and you have to build the saints up, and you build it from scratch. And it's genuinely 
a really stupid fun time. Um, I completed the game and uh, I, I finished it in a, a full outfit of an ice cream cone with a big silly face with a tongue dangling out. Um, but the the colour I'd applied to it was the texture of meat. So I so in the final cutscene where it's supposed to be all serious and you you know finishing off your character arcs, there's me standing there in a meat cone and it's just mwah, ten out of ten. That's what I want from video games. Nice. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. And literally in two days' time, they're getting DLC that adds a new area and they've got huge patch notes. That will be the best time to get into it. Probably go on sale as well. I'd recommend it. Actually, I have a question for you then. I'm watching you tow this vault around and it looks genuinely <laughs> charming as hell. Because I'm thinking Saints... about the because the physics of it's pretty decent. Like it's well, arcade, obviously. Row but like... two. Was it two? It might be the late ones as well. The super fast sports cars flip cars that they go over. They're literally they're designed to a point. Their hitbox is a point, so it does actually flip cars nice. over. Which is just one of those little bits of video gaming that I love. Mm. Um do you have do you have like because for me, there was a moment in a game um, which I think made me sort of... Because I was kind of into everything. And then there was a moment of a game where I went, oh no, we're going to go too realistic and games are going to be unfun. And it was in uh, Gran Turismo 4. Not Gran Turismo. Grand Theft Auto 4. Which is a game I don't like. Mm. Um, where I tried to drive up some stairs, but my car couldn't go upstairs because cars can't go upstairs because they just the bonnet hits the front. Yeah. And stairs aren't ramps anymore. And I went, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. No, go back. No, games go need back. to go back. Go back now. Video games. Video games, go back now. So that was... Um, that was the yeah. moment. That was for me mm. the moment where I went, oof. We need the irony to... is you never make stairs actual stairs. Yeah. So that was then probably, they were probably still a ramp, but just a ramp that said, no, cars can't go up me. I, I think it was see. a yeah ramp with a little lip, at, uh, a little lines and then triangle here, yeah. because otherwise you're wasting stuff. Actually, a question I have for you, because this yeah. is like one of the biggest games of the year is coming out in uh, in a week. Less no, Tridency already already came out. I said biggest. I didn't say best. Ah, oh, I, I, I mean both, obviously. Go for it. <laughs> you think that was the biggest game of the year? Tridency was for me. I meant like scope-wise. I'm going for big. You know, there's the big AAA oh, bit for me big in terms of story impact. <laughs> <laughs> big in big in literary success, I would say. I'll give you um, literary success. Go on, you were going to say Tears of What's, the Kingdom. Which, which oh, of course, yeah, Zelda, yeah. Is one week away. Less than a week away. I think it's next Friday. Um, my a couple uh, of weeks ago, if you if you're uh, a nerdy, well, <laughs> did indeed. Yeah, it came out two weeks ago on PC, but next Friday on Switch. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on, not the game, but we don't know the game, we've not played the game, but on how yeah. they presented this game, assuming you've paid any attention to it. Do you mean in terms of, like, the the building stuff? The, the, market, the, the way they've marketed it, because I, this is one of the first games where the marketing has really put me off. I've only, I've only, <laughs> this is my douchebaggy phrase of the entire podcast coming up. I hope you enjoy it, Dan. Here we go. The, I'm only, ready. the only coverage I've seen of it was the Nintendo Direct we were in. Carry on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a douche. Wow. 
So what? so no, I mean I've seen some some trailer and stuff, but go, I think go on, give me detail. What's what's so, what's not working for you? So, uh, Breath of the Wild initially didn't work for me. When I first played it, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. This is this feels like it's it's wasting my time in so mm. many places. Like I, I want to climb up this thing. It's raining. Okay, I guess I now don't climb up this thing for a little bit, and I just wait here. Oh, I like this weapon. Oh, it's broken. Mm-hmm. I only hit somebody with it five times. It's broken. Oh, I'm, I need to go warm up. How do I do that? Oh, you need to buy things from here, here, and here, and cook them in a pot. And just all of these sort of or fine clothes. Where are they? We're not telling you. You know, all of these. It felt like everything that they added to the game, especially weapon durability and the raining stuff, was like, no, we want you to go and do something else. But didn't like but going and doing something else took too long. The map was too big for it. Mm. And it sort of pushed me away a lot. Like, I'm like, oh, I like this weapon, therefore I will never use it. You know, it and disincentivize it, it, you from interacting. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like, oh, if the weapons break, you're going to spice it up and you're going to change all your weapons and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. didn't give you like a default weapon that doesn't break for you to fall back on. that You can level up and have a sort of like, it's not a stronger stuff you can find, but also like a medium one. Um, but like in Elden Ring, I'd play with most of the weapons and try loads of stuff out because they made the combat fun. Yeah. And different. And that's kind of how you do that. It's a, It felt like a, a lot of weird approaches. That said, I, I kind of put it down. I came back to it six months to a year later, and I had a go as playing it as sort of like my Animal Crossing replacement bedtime game, mm. which is where I want a slower kind of game. And for th- that's when it works for me. That's what I think it's designed for. I think it's kind of it's designed to be an an experience sim, isn't it? Really? Yeah, like, it's uh, co- it's yeah. cozy. Yeah. We're getting into the era of cozy games. I know that live service games are pissed off, and I think what's replacing them is cozy games, or at least cozy mechanics. I think there's just a, a bunch of players who want to live in that world and and don't oh, necessarily care about like like it's the only open world game Kerry's ever gone into. Yeah, like because she just likes being in that world. I mean, she's doing all the open world stuff, but like it's it's not. She's not as goal-oriented as your average kind of gamer who's like, I'm going to get, I want to get through as much as I can. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get well, that. I, well, I think, see, I think I'm someone who's more like sit and smell the flowers, etc. I mean, yeah. I, I was saying in the last one, when I was playing uh, uh, Shadows of Doubt, I'm the person who sits and goes to the, 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 the bar or the coffee shop, sits down in the booth and works my stuff out there. You know, when, I, when I'm working on a crime, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go. And, and it's raining and it's noir as shit. And I'm like, this is a, this is it. This is the vibe. This is the feel I want. You know, I like I like making shit. I like building things in games. I like having making a mark on the world. When I play Fallout, I ignore the main quests and I just like try and make everyone have a lovely day and build up loads of nice, you know, places and bits and pieces like that. So I feel like that's kind of... I always feel like this game should appeal to me, but it didn't appeal to... It just Everything just felt like it took a bit too long. That that was my that was my complaint. Everything just felt like it's like Red Dead Redemption Two, another game I I fucking hated. Like I know it's you look at it and you go the amount of work on making that fucking horse do a shit. You know it's like <laughs> when, when when we go into cold weather the horse testicle size goes smaller, and I'm like yeah brilliant. I hate this game. It is wasting my time. Like I'm walking up. It's like I want to loot a body. So what I do in any other game is I run over the body and press the pickup button and the thing on the body appears in my inventory or I get like a loop menu where there's lots of things. In this, you get the same animation of patting the body down every single time. If I've done a gunfight with 20 people, I've got to watch that 20 times now. That's not immersive. I don't think 
going through all that is immersive. I think that's a lack of immersion because it's mm. I'm, I'm being pulled out of playing the game. You know, uh, it, it's it's frustrating. I find mechanics like that. It might just be because I'm going HD, but I find mechanics like that so frustrating. Um, and then, so in the advertising for to get my point, the advertising for for Tears of the Kingdom, kind of the first thing they announced was yeah, it's the same map as the last game. And I went well. The only thing I liked was exploring the map. I mean, unfortunately, you were always gifted shine. It was fucking shrines, which were all just puzzles and shit. Which I like a puzzle, but mm -hmm. I don't like having to leave the world for a puzzle. And it look all of them looking the same and all of that sort of shit. I'm just like, do you like Zelda as a concept? <laughs> uh, task like because that's say... like that's very much the Zelda loop, isn't it? Is overworld dungeon? No, ah, but dungeons are different. These are like individual puzzles. Oh, I see uh, what you're saying. Like yeah. they, and they, they were all so huge. Like everyone is the one you're running around, and it's. You're, I feel like the character's like five times too small for it to be fun. Like I loved for me, like one of my favorite games ever is Link's Awakening on the on the Game Boy, which I just think is one of just the best games. Like when they remade that on the DS and gave it all those cute graphics, I played it and I was like, it's just this is the, one of the best games I've made. Like it's truly an extraordinary game. It's just so delightful. But I, I never could kind of get into the three D Zeldas. Um, I tried, but it, get, for me, I was pushed away by control schemes because I don't like 3D control in that era where we were like, we're going to have 3D games, but we don't have a right analog stick. Well, tough. Mm. I mean, the, the uh, N64 had a middle analog stick. <laughs> it's a very different beast, though. It's a very different vibe. Um, and yeah, I, I do kind of... I don't give a shit about the story. I don't think anyone truly does for Legends of Zelda. I mean, somebody like, oh, I care about how they're going to beat Ganon this time and all that shit. Um, but I just, yeah, it's it's a thing that I, I want to have that overworld. I solve a mystery in the overworld. I'm rewarded with a dungeon. The dungeon rewards me with a new piece of technology that I can then go and explore the overworld with further. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Breath of the Wild really did that loop. And it felt like a very different loop. And now we get this sort of this new game coming along, and it seems like, it's like, okay, this time you're going to be building machines, like Besiege, to do stuff. I'm like, why? What would building a car do that having a horse couldn't? I With think a, that's because you're thinking of it as a utility, and I think the, the I assume what they're going for and what the joy of that game will be is it's not getting from A to B, it's the experience. I think that's actually weirdly... That's definitely a trend in like open world games in general is is the in-between stuff. Yeah. You know, if you look at like Spider-Man and how much work was put into making the swinging awesome in the PlayStation. Well, that's because there's only good Spider-Man games the ones with good web swinging. Spider-Man 2 on the PS2, best game? F that, is, that is a fact, but I also just, I think in general, I think open world games as a genre have been pushing for okay well now getting from a to b is not going to be is not good enough and well, i think yeah, that's no, the I, stuff I, that people are innovating or trying to innovate in for sure well that's see i i definitely agree with that because i i always prefer traversal over anything else i think if you could get me to go from a to b in an interesting way i'm gonna yeah. take i'm gonna have a good time doing that bit so in grand theft you've got cars planes whatever you know that's standard sort of shit um this yeah. year we had chia where you could Go onto the top of a tree and pin yourself off. You yeah, can yeah, uh, exactly. become a, a deer or a bird or something or a yeah. dolphin. You know, loads of interesting ways of doing it there. I love the Just Cause series with its wingsuits, its grappling hooks, parachutes. That's just a whole fucking smorgasbord of, you know, the, that's the peak for me of traversal. 
Yeah. Um, but even games like Tony Hawk's and SSX, which was just about moving around, like getting movement right is super important. That is why Thomas Was Alone was successful, uh, as well as, you know, the PS Vita and the, and the story that got to a lot of people. If the game had sucked balls... Yeah, like it would have put people off it. Like it needed that core, and you you built a platforming system that was decent, better yeah. than decent. Like, it, but it's it's not something that a lot of these games get right. And mm. it's sort of you know they they don't get the the you know they don't spacebar to jump. That's that's not a thing they they you know you get the wrong sort of you know your character just doesn't jump right or they're a bit too slippery or they're not you're not in control of them, and you're just like I just want to fucking throttle who made this because I can't my brain. And shouldn't think about the controller, right? The controller should be doing its own thing. My yeah. brain's thinking about what the character does, and I'm controlling the character, and my hands are doing the thing. Like that just should be autopilot. Yeah. And every now and then you get a game, and you just go, "It's not clicking." And it's just I can't stand when it's not clicking. So I, I love traversal. Um, so having like you can build stuff, and then you could call that like vehicles and stuff is is fun. It's kind of a good way of doing it. But those vehicles that you can build, you need this like all the shit in your backpack to be able to build that vehicle when you get the uh the any later in the game you get like the calling spell that lets you rebuild them. You won't have that for a while. So you'll have to build them manually every time. But they also have battery life. So if you just try and drive a car, it will only last a very small amount of time. Right. I'm talking like ten to twenty seconds. Oh really? If okay. that to start with. Yeah, I've been watching some of the link footage. Like it really does not last long. And I'm like like, I can understand you've got this big island bit above the thing and, you know, flying between that seems like it'll be quite fun to build a thing. And uh, But if it fails, I'm going to be annoyed that I didn't, you know, there's no checkpoints. Um, I mean, there might be a check. There was a checkpoint system in the last one, but it was DLC. Fuck you, Nintendo. That was such a dick move. Do you remember that? There was a, there was an amulet thing or whatever it was you could put down on the floor and it would be like a, you could fast travel to it and that kind of acted as a checkpoint system so you could be like oh I'll go down this way I'll put thing down but that was DLC could, yeah. that wasn't in the base game and I'm like oh that might be the base game this time um yeah like if you forget to do that it's, it just feels like there's just such a that I, I want these games to be good because they are like stunning pieces of work like Breath of the Wild had such an influence um and it's it's such a a, a huge like so many games now pull from Breath of the Wild I mean look at Sonic yeah. Frontiers which less pulls from Breath of the Wild and more reskins it, bad shit oh, jumping so many, mechanics. So many games and and, yeah. and and the influence on like open world games massive. Yeah, and and that sort of, I just, I just don't know why. Like they've they've shown off all this stuff and I'm like, okay, but like, why am I doing this? Like in Besiege, I'm building these things to solve a very specific problem. Are there specific puzzles that I have to build this thing for? If show, if so. Show me a puzzle, right? That's all I want to see. Like, when you're going, look, you can build a thing. Let's do it to solve... The puzzle of, like, get across this lake, which is what the one they showed off. Like, build a boat and go across this water. Like, well, I could swim. There were boats in the previous one that I could just sail on. I could climb up high or whoosh up in the air and glide along. There's lots of options. Why is this an option to take? Mm. You know, how does this compete with other available options that you presented me with? And I just feel like... I mean, everyone's really fucking excited for this game, like, and I'm not going to show it. I, it I'd be good. I, I'm assuming it's going to be great because, like, it, look at the, what the team has accomplished before. They've had six years and now know the switch inside and out. Like, I'm assuming this is going to be a great time. But I just, I, I can't see why they're adding this stuff yet. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll it'll come together and make sense. We'll see. I suppose. Yeah. 
Like, one thing that has been confirmed is if you want to get, like, an arrow and make it a freeze arrow, you attach a special... You do the fuse mechanic and fuse, like, a freezy thing, like a freezy berry to the arrow. But you have to do that to every arrow that you fire individually. And I'm just like, why? Why? Why are you... Why are you allergic to just me getting the job done? <laughs> just getting mm -hmm. through the game. Because I'm going into a pause menu to do this. It's not for immersion's sake. I don't understand. I just want to understand the philosophy behind it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because there are games that are like nothing going on. Like Shadow of the Colossus is one of my all-time favorite games. And that is a game where you fight 16 boss fights and you go around this beautiful world in the middle. And in the beautiful world, there is fuck all to do. There is literally fuck all to do. Apart from there's like, you can collect fruit to make your health up or lizards to get more fucking something else, which they don't ever tutorialize you on. They never tell you that that tree no. that you gallop past right at the start of the game, if you shoot the fruits down and crouch, crouch on those fruits, you eat those fruits and your health bar goes up. Never tutorialized. No, I had no idea about that. Yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> there's certain lizards with certain tails if you shoot the tails off and eat those tails your grip bar gets stronger what? yes did you know the original Shadow of the Colossus has a rocket launcher and an invisibility cloak and a parachute no because <laughs> it doesn't tell you any of this but that's not the point of the game it's all sort of hidden away in this like beautiful world but that beautiful world is, is there's nothing to do and it sticks with that nothing to do and Zelda's kind of like, it's just kind of like got busy work to do. And I don't want to yeah. do busy work. It's, it sort of feels like it sits in between these two things. And I just kind of find it a weirdly awkward place. It's a weird franchise because I'm like, I, I get what you're like, why people like this. But I don't know why it's being made like this. I just want them to explain it to me and be like, oh, we're doing this because, you know, we really like Besiege. And I went, oh, okay. Mm. Fair enough. Um... No, seriously, Shadow of Colossus, I'm not telling the lie, you can get rocket arrows. You can get arrows that explode. That's crazy. You get arrows that make sounds to distract Colossus. I do, I do like, I do like... You know like... this was all in the base game, right, Mike? The original PS2 well, game. No, I, I, I do, <laughs> but this is the thing, is I love those kind of secrets in games. I love it when there yeah. are these kind of little surprises and things that don't make full sense and that you kind of, the community discovers and works out. But yeah. those sound like core mechanics. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Those sound like things that you would want to like. Yeah. yeah. You'd find them if you played the game. But you didn't play the game, Mike. Because you know what you didn't do, Mike? You didn't do the time trials. Do you know why, Mike? You probably didn't know the time trials existed. I did not know the time trials existed. So in the original PlayStation 2, Shadow the Colossus and the remake, when you blow up, you know, it's got the 16 statues going down either side, eight on each side, which are the, the, the Colossi. When you beat them, they blow up. If you go back to them and stand in front of them, you get an option to pray to them. You can then replay that boss fight with a timer. And if you can beat the, the best time, you unlock a new mechanic. Mm. This is including stuff like maps for the fruit. This is wild. Okay, so here's, a, here's the real fucking story about this game. If you... Play the game again and do a new game plus. You keep your health bar and your grip bar. And they keep getting stronger. Which means if you fully upgrade the grip bar and the health bar. Like every time you play through the game. You'll get massive health bars and grip bars. Eventually you can get a grip bar that's so strong. That you could. And it's like three or four playthroughs of the entire game. You can then climb 
to the top, all the way to the tippy top of the the main area that you find yourself in. You can climb all the way up to the top of that bridge. You can run all the way along that bridge and go right to the end of that bridge. Or you can climb all the way up to the top of the tower. You actually get that as an option if you could do those things, right? Mm. If you go to the end of the bridge, a big wind blows you back. You can't escape. If you climb to the top of the tower, which is where the final scene of the game takes place, there are fruits up there. Do you know what those fruits do? And just to put this in context, you have to complete this game literally like three, four, maybe five times to get to this point. Each time getting every single lizard tail to get a grip bar that lets you climb and scale around that tower. What do those fruits do? Tell me. They reduce your health permanently. What? <laughs> they reduce your health permanently. That's that's brilliantly cruel. <laughs> that's amazingly it's, cruel. It's cruel, right? But then you think about it, and that's like the garden of like sort of the restaurant. When you get to the top, that's kind of like the restoration part of the garden. When you're in this place, everything you do in Shadow the Colossus is bad. You're killing innocent things. You're working for a demon. Nothing you're doing is good. And therefore, like, the abilities, like the extra health and the extra grip bar that you're getting, are probably also bad. So I've always read it as that garden is basically a place where you can eat these fruits, reduce your health bar, which you've you've artificially, like, charged stuff up. It's basically undoing the damage you've done to yourself. And I think it exists as sort of originally when this place existed, it's a, a place to reduce your health back down and, you know, heal from the dark stuff you've done in this place to be able to leave this place. And so this place's bad stuff doesn't spread. Mm. Um, but I've never been able to reduce it so low that you'd like die or can't escape or anything. So it stops there. But I think it's it's good to think about. And I love that as a decision. That is a great decision. But that is all that I love a game with those layers, with those I do, Yeah, bits. I do as well, to be honest. And I don't think I've ever made one. I don't think I've ever made a game with that kind of depth and and discovery yeah. to it. It's definitely would something you, I'd like to do at some point. Yeah, I was about to say, would you like to? Because it, it's definitely a tricky thing to. I would. the 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 challenge is, you know, with with games development, you're always basically everything costs money. So it's yeah. basically, do we do we do we spend the time on this thing that 95% of people won't see? Yeah, but Mike, why can't you make a multiple choice game where every choice is different and it goes into 400 different endings? Is it because that the game be will be 20 minutes anyway. long? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Identity is the biggest script I've ever done. And that's, I mean, that is quite branchy and that's why it's such a massive script. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's, it's, it'd be impossible. And I think yeah. as well, I'm a strong believer, like, no story, no good story has 400 potential endings. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't want, I don't want to write the bad, but the less interesting endings, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather yeah. write, have have you go down interesting paths, whichever one you go down. And that's, I think that's one of the things with identity that I really like is that there's a lot of, um, when I when we were playtesting it, we had people who were convinced they'd gotten the 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 main ending. Like people thought it was less branchy than it is. Yeah. Um. And that's that's you know that's a good sign because then they got into arguments because they were like, no, that 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 character dies <laughs> like five minutes in. No, they don't. No, that character's in it for ages. Blah blah blah. blah. And it's like, oh, okay, that's that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. That that the a game which branches off early. Like like yeah. uh, yours is 
when I'm happy of getting multiple endings, because I feel like I'm working towards something. A game where you just get three endings at the end of the game can go suck a bag of dicks and never come in my house, because I hate that shit. I can't mm. stand a game where it's just like, okay, pick the colour of ending you want. Mass Effect. Um, the <laughs> Still sore. Still sore after all this time. Yeah, like, oh, I've played three full RPGs for this ending. Oh, everybody died. And that's the good ending. <laughs> Yay. Mm. Uh, I, remem I remember when I... Um, I, got, I had a very controversial Mass Effect 3 video. Because I said you had to play the multiplayer to get the best ending, which you did. You needed to play the multiplayer and level up the uh, the, the your galactic readiness or whatever the fuck it was called uh, in the multiplayer. But they was had microtransactions for the multiplayer, which meant that to get the best ending, you had to engage with microtransactions in a single player game. And I called that the start of single player pay to win and microtransactions in single player games. And it was controversial because everyone thought I was an idiot. Well, look at me now, Mike. Yeah. I'm still an idiot, but I was right about that one thing. <laughs> Even a broken clock will occasionally make yeah. a correct judgment, yes. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, okay, here's a question. Let's do the trouble. What's your favorite branching storyline game? I mean, it's boring answer, but probably Mass Effect, right? I, but, uh, I don't think it nails the ending, though. Like... I I'm I'm controversially I really like the ending. I can see why people didn't, but I I thought I liked there was the an ending they added the ending. in when they added. See, I, I liked ending. that less. I like the ending that the, this is just one of the loops, and it's the next loop that saves the day. Like mm. you are the ones who give them the information to beat them next time. I think that's a, an interesting science fiction concept, and all this like you know remember us kind of vibe. I think it's a dark ending, but I think it's cool. I think yeah. blowing up the main travel, which means that nobody could travel anywhere and basically the whole universe will die, not a good ending. Because in every ending, they blow up all the like the jump points of the fuck they were. And it's just like, but, but then how do the ships leave? Like, there's all these ships around Earth. Earth's now going to become like a battleground for food. Like, <laughs> you've really mm -hmm. fucked that up. Um, yeah. I just... Ah, ah. I think mm -hmm. that did, like, the choices as you were going through well. I just think it didn't go anywhere. It didn't feel like this is... So that's actually, that's a really good way of saying it. The The ending I got in, in Troy Identity was an ending I felt like I deserved when yeah. I'd completed... Like, from my actions, I got the ending I deserved, right? I got the ending that was satisfying. Yeah. It was what I wanted. It was kind of what I was aiming for with a few fuck-ups. And it felt like an ending that had come organically. Like, if it wasn't a multiple-choice game... If there weren't those things, and that was the path the story took, and that was the ending, I'd be happy with it. Mm. Whereas with Mass Effect, if it wasn't, and it was like this weird path, and then it ended like that, I'd be like, oh, that was shit. Yeah. I think that's kind of the way of telling it apart. But actually, I don't, now I'm thinking about it, I can't think of another game that does it well, so I should probably stop thinking about it. <laughs> what is a game that does it well? Because the only other really person who does it is David Cage, and I've got many, many strong thoughts and feelings about David Cage. <laughs> I think the original, I think the original Walking, the first season of The Walking Dead was genuinely excellent. I've not played that. Okay. I've not. I don't know how that. it might. I don't know. I don't know playing in twenty twenty three how it holds up, but I remember thinking that was because I mean that put them on the map. That was the yeah. that was the Telltale game, wasn't it? And that was. And what's Telltale's really next game, Mike? Coming out twenty third of May. 
They're doing a Star, Star Trek, Trek Resurgence. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm not quietly too. optimistic. I'm hoping for the best there. because They've announced that a Star Trek alum is going to be making an appearance in it. You have one guess sure. because it's an obvious answer. It's next generation based. Who's turning up, Mike? Next generation based. We're looking at Michael Dorn, video game voice actor Michael Dorn. No. No. You oh, see, unfortunately, okay. this isn't just a video game. This is a Star Trek video game. It's Jonathan Franks is coming back as uh, Riker. I'll take that. Yeah. Love a bit I'd of Riker. Love a bit of Riker. He's, he's going to do that character forever. And I love that about him. I love characters. He, he, Frake seems like a genuinely decent bloke as well. Yeah. Anybody who's ever worked with him, talked to him, spent more than two seconds in the lift with him, says that he's just an absolute delight. Yeah. And that comes across on the screen, to be perfectly honest, and always has Yeah, done. he's got that charm, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, when, when did you say that's out? May 23rd? May 23rd, which is four days after the Fast and Furious finishes. Well, starts Oh, we finish. doing... Is it time for another hybrid? Well, I think it's a good. It's that's the proper finale of this. This the because we're ending this whole podcast with that, aren't we? And then we're going to go on to strange, no, impossible, impossible new, new worlds. worlds, impossible new worlds. In when are we doing like June? <laughs> I guess it would be yeah, It'd be whenever whenever strange new world starts up. This podcast just regenerates, but it's still the same podcast that it's hot. <laughs> but yeah, no, we should have. We'll definitely have to have played that as well. Well, definitely, yeah. Okay, okay, we'll we'll have a yeah, we'll have a resurgence and a yeah. fast X, fast resurgence. When's when's resurgence set? Is it? It's it's because it's not in modern Star Trek. It's, it's not TNG. in like Picard era. No, it's TNG era. It's literally straight TNG. From what I can tell, the story is about two planet or like two alien races on a planet or two alien planets, but they're having a, like a diplomatic crisis, and you have to stop the diplomatic crisis. I'm like, yep. Help me fucking. I'm intrigued. With it. Oh, it is proper, like they're all in the first contact uniforms. Okay. Yeah. I am gonna live stream that entire fucking game, I tell you that now. That is gonna be I'm so excited. I'm gonna oh, fuck I hope it it's up. Good. But yeah. I hope it's good. I'm I do I'm, too. I'm quietly it's, it's... optimistic. Because I've I'd love to do a Star Trek game. Oh. One day. One day. One day. Damn, one, day. one day. One day. Is there any franchise like uh that you 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 wouldn't want to touch. I know there's a few you can't talk about, uh, but there... <laughs> <laughs> but is there like one that you're like? I literally don't think I would. I, I assume like something like Fast and Furious, where like you just don't your styles don't mesh. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't make a good Fast and Furious game. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, I think to be honest, it's most of them. That's the honest answer because I've. <laughs> Because there was, and we can't talk about it, but there there were some IPs that were that came my way. I did turn down for that reason. I just can't say what they were. But I think yeah. the, what I realized through that process was it is very specific. And I don't want to do something which doesn't feel like I would do a good version of it. You know? Yeah. Because I don't want to make crap. Fair enough. <laughs> Basically, like, I... Because you, you do. You look at the skills of, like, my skills, skills of my team. Like, what are we... What are we actually good at? What's What would be a good focus for us? And, yeah... Tron makes sense. I think Star Trek would make sense as well for us, but um, but I mean, it's that Telltale, that Telltale cook. Is it is it Telltale or is it one of the ones that came out of Telltale? Well, I think Telltale died, didn't it? 
Well, no, no, there is there is Zombie Tales. There is still a Telltale company. Oh, actually, um, I don't. I think it no, is Zombie Telltale. No, this isn't. This is Dramatic Labs. There you go. A new, oh. a new company started by some of the members of. Uh, oh, so it's, it's got a chance of being good. Telltale. What's it? Resurgence? Isn't Resurgence? Oh, that's Who's interesting. Resurgence? Hope it's not the Borg. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're uh, and they're partnering. So Epic Games as well are involved in funding, and that's interesting. Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I I uh, I am jealous though. I'm intrigued and jealous. I'd love to do a Star Trek thing one day. <laughs> I'm a little busy for the for the next foreseeable. Yeah, but, uh, I, was, I was about to yeah. say uh, they didn't Disney announce something that they uh, shouldn't quite have announced yet. Oh no, that's all right. We'd already announced it. Yeah. The internet just noticed for the first time that we'd yeah. announced it. That's always going to happen. Yeah. I hate it when those guys notice things. Would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be in Tron World for a little while. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. It's like uh, that's good. I, I'm excited because I like Tron and it's like good hands for it to be in. Which is, uh, I mean, I will boo you every time you appear in a fucking Nintendo Direct. Um, but you know, I will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. It'll be like, oh, and here's one last game. I'm like, come on, Silk Song. It's like four years in the future. I'm like, come on, Silk Song. And you're like, here's this. And I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, Biffle. <laughs> Do you think Silk Song's ever coming out? I don't know. I don't know. Please don't draw me into commenting on any of our partners. Thank you. <laughs> Every direct, you're like, it's not going to be on this one. Might be on this one. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll watch. <laughs> uh, but did they have it on like the Xbox one or something? I don't care. I'm excited for that game. That was a good. Um, Hollow Knight's fucking great. So many good games. That's the problem. There's just so many good games. Do you ever get that? You're like, oh, too many video games. Too many, too many video, video games. games. Yeah. Too many good video games. Uh, but you, you confound this, Rob. You had more. You look shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm making the problem worse. I'm. I. It's. It's cool actually. I've. I've been playing. Um. I. I realized I hadn't actually played a game in months. So I. I. Uh, I, uh, like Shadow just, of Doubt, like you promised me. Yes. No, 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 no. I will get to that, but no, I um, I, 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 I bashed through um, Fallen Order in two days. Oh, wait, is that the new one? No, it's the old one. Because I, oh, I, okay. I didn't, I, I didn't complete it the first time, so I, I went back and I started from the beginning, and I love it. Like genuinely, like that and Andor. Just, I'm a Star Wars fan now. Yeah. Um. And uh, yep, Jedi Survivor has been installing on my PlayStation while I've been talking, and that will be amazing. Um. <laughs> see, I'm not picking up Survivor because the last one I was playing it like this is a Dark Souls one. I'm like, yeah, Dark Souls, yeah. it's hard, woo! And then I got the double sided lightsaber, and it's like this does less damage. I'm like, well, I'm putting the fucking difficulty down there, <laughs> so I play the rest <laughs> of the game on easy mode because I wanted to hack stuff up with a double sided lightsaber. That's honestly lightsaber. that's how I played Fallen Order, and to be honest, I will probably play Jedi. I'll start Jedi Survivor at normal, but the second. Yeah. The second it becomes like frustrating rather than fun mastery, I'll absolutely, yeah. without any guilt, turn down the difficulty because who's got the time, frankly? Yeah. Like, I'd rather there's so much good stuff in games that I'd like to get to and I don't want to punish myself, you know? Yeah. I have, I have, I have enough in my life that is challenging and interesting as a result of that challenge. <laughs> I can, I'm very happy to turn down difficulty on games. You know it, what you need? You need yeah. like Tears of the Kingdom, a super chill. Like, really car. Although, that was the other thing. Like, Breath of the Wild was really fucking hard as well. Like, I died so much in the game. Mm. I was like, why is it so fucking difficult? Well, what a weird game. I'm kind of looking forward to it because it's kind of like, you know, when you eat something on holiday and you're like, I don't know what this is and I don't know if I like it, but I do want more of it. It's that kind of vibe. Yeah. I like that shit. That's the kind of shit I go in for. 
Ah, oh dear. I'm going to have to let you go now, Mike, because uh, I, I, I'm aware that I've got a book to write. I'm writing it. Don't worry, people. You, you, you should continue writing it. Writing, write that book. I'm writing it. It's going well. I, I rewrote a saying that wasn't working, and now it works. I'm like, oh my god, I did it. I'm like a mechanic of words, but less useful than a mechanic because, like, yeah, no practical use in any kind no. of situation. No, fair enough. Yeah, but like you know, anyway, Fast and Furious Nine was great. Um, yep. Ten, I know nothing about. Neither we'll, do I. We will be back in some amount of time, either like two weeks, or we'll just like wait for. When we have both seen it, we will we yeah. will make that happen. Yeah, yeah, we will get we'll get on that shit. And now Mike's going to tell me loads of trade secrets, and I'm yep. going to know the exact release date of Silk Song, which Sounds is going to be good. good. Uh, right. So yeah, anyway, uh, that's all. Yeah, one more episode of this, and then it will regenerate into just a different title show that's exactly the same. As we've just has become our thing. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.